Today I'm going to go another step into bound and determined. And I want to preface it with this. What will you do? Everybody say, what will I do? Because that's what's important. What will you do? What will you do? So we're going to look at a dark time in history. A dark time for the children of Israel. And what started out as, as being something good, as something as a blessing, turned. Because it turned out a blessing in a great famine. There was a great famine in the land. But it turned into misery and slavery. Do you understand how sometimes things turn, start out good and then they're not so good? I've heard people say uh, of a young man that used to work for me, he, he was a musician and we traveled together and he went to work for another band, a big name band. And he said, this person said of this person, how one of the happiest days of my life is when he came to work for me. He said, the second happiest day is when he left me. He was a phenomenal musician, but uh, how many people know some people come with baggage? Things turn bad. They start off good. Some relationships start off good, and then all of a sudden, things turn negative. And this is what happened for the children of Israel. A blessing with Joseph. There was a famine in the land, and they go and live into Egypt because now they're going to be secure. They're going to have provision. But then something started to happen. So we're going to look at verses today. We're going to look at calling versus command. Calling versus command versus command. And how it could affect you and affect the nation. Calling versus command. Everybody say that back to me. So here's an example of God using ordinary people to do Extraordinary things. Exodus 1, chapter 8. Because God will take ordinary people, and I consider myself to be ordinary, and he can use you. He can change people's lives. He can change the hearts of, of kings through your relationship with Jesus Christ. There arose up a new king over Egypt that didn't know Joseph. And he said unto the people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and more and mightier than we are. Come on. Let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. What does the enemy, what is the enemy concerned with? He doesn't want you to multiply and take dominion. The Bible teaches it in Genesis. All of his, God, it was God's original intent for you to multiply and to take dominion, to replenish the earth. Now watch. And they, lest they multiply, and it come to pass that when there falleth out a war, here comes a war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us and so get them up out of the land. We've got to get rid of them. We don't trust them. Therefore, they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasured cities of Pithom and Ramesses. But the more they afflicted them, this is a child of God right here. They're bound and determined. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Hmm. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. Why? 
Why was it they were multiplying and grew? And I'm going to give you a free part here. Because not only were they bound and determined, but the Lord spoke into my spirit this morning and said, not only were my children bound and determined, but I am bound and determined by my own word. God was bound and determined to keep his word to Abraham. In that his seed would be blessed. So you understand, they're being blessed even in slavery. They're trying to kill them, trying to wear them out, and they're still being blessed. Because whatever God blesses, you can't change it. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. That word rigor means they're ruthlessly. They were ruthless. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. Everything was done ruthlessly. And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, the Pharaoh. And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of one was Shiphrah. And the name of the other was Puah. Here's the two people I want to talk about for a moment. Shifra and Puah. You'll never hear about them. But here's two ladies that you need to know because not only were they midwives, little is known unless you really research it, but these two midwives, it wasn't just two women. It was two women that represented anywhere between 500 and 1,000 midwives. They were captains over the midwives. It was very important to do what they were about to do. Whatever that was, was very important. So he goes to Shifra and the other was Pua. Because you see, understand, these women really lived. These people, I want to say just people because it could be man or woman. They really did live. They felt the same things we feel. They feel the fear. They feel the pain. They feel the loneliness. They feel the depression. They feel the angst. They feel the pressure from government. So understand they're no different than us. They really lived. And he said to them, when you do the office of midwife to the Hebrew women, and you see them upon the stools, the birthing stool, he said, if it is a son, I want you to kill him. But if it be a daughter, you should let him live. So here we deal with, Floyd, something that the Lord branded in my mind this week was now we're dealing with calling versus command. What you're called to be, what you're called to do, how you're called to live versus the command of the world. The command of the one that was the God of that day, Pharaoh. They looked at him as a God. So they had to make a decision. What did Pua and Shifra do? They had to make a decision. Will we serve God or will we serve man? 17, verse 17. But the midwives, but the midwives feared God. And did not as the king of Egypt commanded. Calling went above the command. How many people knows when you're doing right and you know it's right and it's something in the word of God that is it's right there in front of us, 
Calling supersedes, goes beyond or above command. I've always said I'll always follow the laws of the land until the laws of the land goes against the law of God. Then I can no longer follow them. You say, well, I don't understand that, Bishop. Think about what I just said. Who's got the greatest power, the government or God? It's his government that has more power. So here we know, here are these, these ladies now that are captains over, not only are they at risk by not doing what the king said, by what Pharaoh said, but they've put a 500 to 1,000 other midwives in jeopardy. But they did it because they knew what they were doing was right in the sight of God. They feared God. Calling versus command. Now watch. And the midwives, well, let's go on. And the king of Israel called the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing? Because they decided to let the men children live. Now understand their calling was life. The command was death. Their calling was life, but the command was death. So what did they choose? They chose life because it was God. Watch this. The midwives, when he questioned them, why have you done this thing and saved the men children alive? And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, they gave a pretty good excuse, because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women. They're not dainty. For they are lively and are delivered before the midwives come into them. Before that we can ever get there, they have the children make an excuse. But the truth of the matter is, they were saving them. Now watch this next verse. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives. Who did he deal well with? Shifra and Pua and all the ones that are under them. He dealt well with them because they followed the calling and not the command. Verse 21. And it came to pass. Because the midwives feared God. Now follow this thought. Because the midwives followed their calling and not the command, that he made them houses. When you study that out, you'll find out that God blessed them with their homes, blessed them in their families, blessed everything they did because they feared him more than the command. I don't know how that makes you feel, but it makes me feel pretty good, Christian. It makes me feel pretty good to know that, Larry, you have to understand that God really does honor His Word above His name. And He expects when you receive His Word that you will honor it above anything else. So He made them houses. He blessed them. Isn't that just like God? Has God ever asked you to do something and you did it knowing he wanted you to do it and him not bless you? No, he's always blessed you, hasn't he? May not come when you want it, but it'll come always on time. I've always followed that in my life. If I'm called, I'm called. I will not follow the command of the world. Then verse 22, and Pharaoh charged all his people saying, Every son that is born you shall cast into the river. you got to cope. The river was full of crocodiles. Not only that, a baby can't swim anyway. But it's feeding them to the crocodiles. I think they even worshipped crocodiles back then. They worshipped everything back then. Throw them into the river. And every daughter you shall save alive. 
So the choice that these two little ladies made that are captain over many midwives, Pua and Shiphrah, had to choose between Pharaoh or God. With their life at risk. With many others at risk. But beyond that, a whole nation was at risk. The question must be answered, who are we bound to? I'm going to give that, throw that at you. Who are you bound to? And with whom are you determined to follow? Because when you answer that, that's important for your life. Who are you bound to and who are you determined to follow? See, I'm bound to one thing. I'm bound to God. I believe in the abundant life. I believe God can heal you, save you, bless you, bring you into prosperity and peace. He can do all those things for you. It's part of the, the, the salvation. That, that word, when you look at it, all those things encompasses all those words. So, who are you bound to and whom will you de- who are you determined to follow? The choice for all of us can be the life or death. A life or death decision which could not only affect you, but it could affect a whole lot of other people. So here are some women who were bound and determined to do what God wanted. He wanted them to do. Why? Because it was in his word. All they were doing was following his word. They were bound and determined to do what God wanted them to do. And the powers that be, they would not follow. Because ultimately, Pharaoh could not save them. Only God could. It was brought about by women who were bound and determined to serve God more than Pharaoh. Then in all this, because those women started doing these things and the midwives started fearing God and they started working and, 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 and the Egyptians are scratching their head wondering how in the world they're doing it. Then Yoshebed comes into play. Well, who is Yoshebed? Yoshebed is the mother of Moses. She wasn't even important enough to mention it in the first chapter. You have to find her name Over in Exodus 6 chapter. Understand sometimes your name is not mentioned. But you do great things for God. If you're looking for your name to be mentioned. Behind the pulpit or in front of great crowds of people. It may never happen. I don't care for the applause of people. As long as God is going. As long as God is saying. Well done thou good and faithful servant. That's all that matters to me. But Yoshebed comes on the scene. She has a child. And his name is Moses. And she was bound and determined to save her son. Now aren't you glad she did that? See, Yoshebed, little is said about her, but she changed history. Just like Martin Luther King Jr. I talked about him last week. He changed history. Bound and determined. Nobody could talk him out of it. I'm sure some people tried to. But bound and determined, this is the way it was going to be. It was the same thing with her. She changed history when she put her son in a basket and placed him in the bulrushes. Bound and determined. She went against the odds. Went against the odds and saved the nation from slavery. Because he became the leader. I say we need women like the ones I have just mentioned. And I will add more than that. We need people. Like the women I've mentioned that refuse to give in and bow to the system. 
calling versus command. We need a people that refuse to conform, a people that are bound and determined to transform all that is around them with the spirit that God has given them. What is that? The spirit of life. The spirit of love. We need a people that is bound and determined to see and communicate the import of the church of Jesus Christ. So I'm bound and determined to do that work, just like these ladies. But Yoshebed, she didn't quit. Matter of fact, you can read the story. She gets in the bulrushes, and Pharaoh's daughter finds the baby and wants the baby for her son, and they even go and call Yoshebed to feed the baby. Think about it. God said, look, you're not only going to lose him, you're still going to be a part of his life. You see, when the whole world says, throw what God is doing in the river, there's a few good people that will follow the calling and not the command of the world and save the work of God. Save your friends and your family. How many of your family is important to you? You want to save them. If they get in trouble, you want to deliver them. I'm going to say this, and I mean this with all my heart. If it were not for the, the church of Jesus Christ, we would be without hope. And I say that as clearly as I can and as honestly as I can because the truth of the matter is it's because of the church of Jesus Christ. We live, we move, and we have our being. But you have to look at the calling above the command. So we either throw the church and the work of God, our lives, our families into the river, or we're bound and determined to save them all. We need tenacious individuals which are determined that won't stop until all is well and righteousness abides in our midst. So what do we need? We need this spirit. To awaken once again in our nation. We really do. Bound and determined to see those things that can be. Bound and determined to see those things that should be. (laughs) We need the spirit that develops dreams and pursues purpose. Can I get real transparent with you? I'm getting real tired of the devil telling me how I feel. And negative people telling me what I should do and how I should feel, how I should act. I want some positive, spirit-filled people to speak into my life. Amen? People that are bound and determined just like I'm bound and determined. And I mean that with all my heart. You have to understand the command of the enemy is you shall die and not live. But the command of God is you shall live and not die. So I am bound and determined to follow that edict, to follow that command, to follow what God has said and not the command of the world. Because greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. What, who is in you? The Spirit of God. So I'm going to say this. You need to be bound and determined. When somebody speaks negatively to you, you need to say, stop, hold it, time. Because negativity plants seeds of negativity. And it will grow right into your life. And that, those things that you used to be bound and determined will start to erode. We need people. Say that to me. I need, we need people. 
that are bound and determined to change the course of history. Isn't that right? Bound and determined to change the course of history. For the good and prepare for the future. So here's the question. What will your choice be? What will you do? I say, follow God. Bound and determined. People, they're just, you got to trust God. No matter what's going on in your life. My daddy, he was something. He, he'd, it didn't matter what he was going through. He said, I trust God, son. I trust God. Even when he was dying, I trust God. And he took his last breath trusting God. Well, I guess it was time at 95 years of age. But I'm going to go to 120. <laughs> I'm only 37 right now for all those visitors here today. I'm 37 years old. So here's the issue in what we will do. We will either drown, remember the river scenario, throw them into the river. We will either drown in the desires of others, or we will follow our calling and rise above it all into the promises of God. It's all up to you. We're all living in in anxious times, uneasy times. And we need need to be bound to the task and determined to complete. The power of change. The power of change is in our hands. Look at your hands for a moment. That's where it is. Within your hands, you have the power. To be productive and creative or destructive. I say we have the power in our hands to be the difference. 